Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from the Kutosichas, Chelikid Beis, Parsha Shmini, Sicha Beis. And the topic of the sicha is that this week's Parsha, Parsha Shmini, often falls out on the Shabbos before Rosh Chodesh Nissen when we read Parsha Sachedesh. And there are three parts in the sicha. The Rebbe will, number one, ask what's the connection between Rosh Chodesh Nissen and Parsha Shmini. Number two, ask what's the connection between the greatness of Parsha Sachedesh over Parsha's Para. And the greatness of Shemini Lameluyim over the previous Shiva Shemini Since we read Parsha Sachedish on Parsha Shemini when we learn about Shemini Lameluyim, and we read Parsha's Para on Parsha Sav when we learn about the Shiva Shemini And number three, the structure of the Sikha is that the Rebbe will first explain the difference between Shemini Lameluyim and Shiva Shemini Then he will explain the greatness of Parsha Sachedish over Parsha's Para. And then show their connection. Parsha Shmini is read in many years on the Shabbos before Rishchidosh Nissen, and this Shabbos has a clear connection to Rishchidosh Nissen because on it we read Parsha Sachidosh Azalachem, since it's the Shabbos before Rishchidosh Nissen, and Parsha Sachidosh Azalachem talks about Rishchidosh Nissen, so there is a clear connection between Parsha Shmini and Rishchidosh Nissen. And according to what's known, it's a well-known teaching of the Shalah, that all the Mayadim are connected to the Parshias that they fall out in, meaning that if a certain Yamtav falls out on a certain week, there's a connection between that Yamtav and the Parsha that we read that week. So according to this well-known teaching of the Shalah, so it's understood that there's a connection between Rosh Nissen and Parsha Shemini. And so that's the question, so to speak, of the Sikha. What is the connection between Rosh Nissen and Parsha Shemini? Now, the simple connection between Rosh Chodesh Nissen and Parsha Sachedesh to Parsha Shmini is that the Yema Shmini was on Rosh Chodesh Nissen. So we have a clear connection. The connection between Parsha Shmini and Rosh Chodesh Nissen is that Parsha Shmini talks about the Shmini Lameloyim that occurred on Rosh Chodesh Nissen. However, Rosh Chodesh Nissen isn't mentioned in the Parsha. And the only thing that's mentioned is that it was that it was the Shmini Lamiluyim. And so therefore it makes sense that the main connection between Parsha Shmini and Rishchidosh Nissen is regarding the Shmini Lamiluyim, since that's what the Parsha talks about. And we said that the Parsha, which talks about Shmini Lamiluyim, is connected to Rishchidosh Nissen. So meaning what we're saying over here is that the advantage of Shmini Lamiluyim over the previous Shiva Shmini is similar to the advantage of Rosh Nissen over other days that seem to be similar to it. So that's crystallizing over here the task of the Sikha, and that is that we're going to explain, when we say the connection between Pasha Shmini and Rosh Nissen, we're going to explain what's the connection between Shmini Lamiluyim that is greater than the Shiva Shmini to Rosh Nissen that's greater than other days that are similar to it. Now, another thing we need to explain here is that in a year like this, where Parsha Sachedesh is read on Parsha Shmini, so we read Parsha's Para on the previous week, on Parsha's Tzav, that speaks of the Shivasi Yemei And so since Parsha's Para comes in as an introduction to Parsha Sachedesh, like the Gemara in the Yerushalmi says, why Parsha's Para is read before Parsha Sachedesh, and so too the Shivasi Yemei were an introduction to the Shmini Lameluyim. So we have both Parsha's Para, which is read in Parsha Sav being an introduction to Parsha's Chaydish, and also the Shiva Semim which is read in Parsha Sav, is an introduction to the Shmini Lameluyim. So it makes sense that the advantage and the greatness of Parsha's Chaydish over Parsha's Para is similar 
to the greatness of Shemini Lameluyim over the previous Shiva Simiyam So this will be understood by first explaining what Razal said in Gemara that that day Shemini Lameluyim took for itself ten crowns. And the Gemara over there counts what are these ten things. And Taisvis writes, this that the Gemara doesn't consider as one of the ten things or as an eleventh thing that it's the first day of the building of the Mishkan. So he gives two answers. Either because we say in the Medrash that all seven days of the Meisha would build the Mishkan and take it apart. And so is not the first day of the building of the Mishkan. And the second answer is or also because it's on it, on the building of the Mishkan, that the Gemara is talking about. It's talking about the day of the building of the Mishkan took for itself ten Ataris. But what's most fundamental and important and prominent about the day, that makes it a day that we're talking about, is that it's the first day of the building of the Mishkan. And this is what the Gemara is saying. That day of the building of the Mishkan, Natal Asara Ataris Acheris. It took for itself ten other crowns. And the question is that these two answers of Teisvis are opposites. The first answer is essentially saying that being Rishin La Mishkan is less than the other Asara Taris, to the extent that it's not counted as one of them. It's not a special thing that it was the first day of the building of the Mishkan, since it wasn't, but rather the Mishkan was built during the Shiva Simiyam It was built every single day during the Shiva Simiyam And so the fact that it was built in a more significant way is not important enough to be counted as one of the ten Ataris. Whereas according to the second answer, being Rishon La'akamas Mishkan is the main greatness of that day. And it's that day that is the first of the building of the Mishkan in a permanent way that not Alasara Ataris. And so these two answers are opposite of one another. So we have to understand what is the basis for these totally opposite approaches. So this will be understood by first answering the following question. And the question is, why did Moshe build a Mishkan during the Shiva Simei if Hashem commanded him, on the first of the month, month on Rish which was the Shemini Lamiluyim, Takim is Mishkan then you should build the Mishkan. So why did Moshe build it prior to this during the Shiva Simei and there are two answers to this question. The Ramban explains that the reason Moshe built a Mishkan during the Shiva Simeon is because Hashem commanded him at first, Hashem told him, You should build a Mishkan like it's supposed to be built the way I showed you by the mountain. Meaning that Moshe has to build a Mishkan immediately after completing the Malachas Mishkan, which would be at the start of the Shiva Simeon and it's just that after Hashem told him that he should build it on and this command is that he should build it in a permanent way so Moshe understood that during the he would have to build it in a way that it's not permanent and so he would build it and take it apart each day so according to the Ramban, it comes out that there were two separate commands. One command was that he should build it during the Shiva Simeon in a non-permanent way. And another command was that he should build it on Rishchidosh Nisan, on the Shemini Lamiloyim, in a permanent way. And so that's why Moshe Reynu built it during the Shiva Simeon However, that's the opinion of the Ramban. There's another opinion. Because however, the simple meaning of is not that it should be permanent. The Ramban is learning it that it means permanent. And so from there we learn that the other 
command means in a non-permanent way. However, the simple meaning of the Pasuk is not that it should be done in a permanent way. It's just saying to build it. But rather, it's just saying that he should build it and when he should build it. He should build it on Rish Chodesh and not before. And so since Rashi doesn't say it means permanently, so that proves that Rashi holds that it's teaching just that it should be built and when it should be built. And according to this, it comes out that it's the same command as the command of There weren't two commands over here. And it's just adding the time that should be and according to the opinion of Rashi, the reason Moshe built a Mishkan during the Shiva Semiyam even though there was no command for it, is because he learned it from other commands he was given, that he had to prepare Aaron and his sons, and in those commands it mentions that the Mishkan was there, and especially since it says that it should be El Pesach Oil Mayad. It says that all the things that were done, or many of the things that were done during the Shiva Semiyam should be by the Pesach Oil Mayad, which means that the Mishkan was built, and so he didn't get a clear command for it, but he understood it from the other things that Hashem commanded him, and that's why he built it during the Shiva Simeon Miluim. And this opinion of Rashi that we're saying he holds in Chumash is also seen in Rashi in the Gemara, when the Gemara says that it was Rishin Lishkin Shechina. And very briefly, Rashi says over there, Shechina Sharsa Sham Kidichtiv V'Shachanti B'Soycham. Michlal Da'adhashta Loi Sharsa. Rashi says that the Shechina rested there, like it says V'Shachanti B'Soycham. And so the question is, why was it Rishon Lishkin Shechina? If the it's if it was resting there because it says V'shachanti B'soicham, then it should have already been there during the Shiva Simeon when he built the Mishkan. And the answer is because during the Shiva Simeon the Mishkan wasn't built as a separate independent entity. It was only built as a detail of the preparation of Aaron and his sons. Since the preparation had to be done El Pesach El Maid, so the Mishkan has to be there. But the Mishkan wasn't built as an independent. Its own entity as something important and prominent. It was only built as a detail of something else. And so, therefore, it wasn't really the building of the Mishkan. And that's why there was no Vishachanti Besechem during that time. According to this, we can now come back to our previous question regarding the fact that the two answers of Taisvis are totally opposite of one another. And what's the basis to this? So, according to this, that we have this argument between the Ramban and Rashi, so we can say that the two answers in Taisvis differ in the argument between the Ramban and Rashi. The first answer in Taisvis, that the reason in the Shemini Lamiluim is not counted as Rishon Lakamas Mishkan because the Mishkan was already built during the Shiva Simeon and so therefore, it's not something special to this day. So that fits with the opinion of the Ramban. That also the building of the Mishkan during the Shiva Simeon was because of a command from Hashem. And therefore, Shemini Lamiluim isn't special in being Rishon Lakamas Mishkan. Whereas the second answer in Taisvis, that the fact that it's Rishon Lakamas HaMishkan is the most prominent part of this day, so that fits with the opinion of Rashi, that building the Mishkan during the Shiva Simeon was a detail in the Chinuch of Aaron and his sons, and therefore only Shmini Lamiluyim is Rishon Lakamas HaMishkan. Since its building during the Shiva Simeon was just a detail in the Chinuch of Aaron and his sons, and it had nothing to do with building the Mishkan as an independent and separate thing. We can give another answer to this question on Taisvis about the two answers being totally opposite. So we can give another answer to this by first explaining the difference between the building of the Mishkan during the Shiva Simeon and the building of the Mishkan on Shmini Lamiluyim that each one has an advantage over the other. The advantage of the Shemini Lameloyim is an advantage in echos and quality, because it was built in a permanent way, 
which shows that it is of greater quality. And that led to Vishakhanti Basaikam. Another thing about quality. The advantage of the Shivasimiyam is an advantage of Kamas, quantity, since they built the Mishkan each day, and actually they built it each day at least once, because there are some opinions that say that they built it even two or three times each day during the Shivasimiyam. And according to this, we can say that the two answers in Taisvis depend on the opinions whether Echus or Kamas are better. According to the first answer in Taisvis, that we don't count Shmini Lamiluyam as Rishon Lakamas Mishkan as the first time that the Mishkan was built, since it was already built during the Shivasim Yamiluyam. So it comes out that the first answer is based on saying that the multitude of Kamas is greater than what Echos has to offer. And therefore, Shmini Lamiluyam isn't Rishon Lakamas Mishkan. And according to the second answer that says that the most prominent thing of Shmini Lamiluyam is, is that it was the Rishon Lakamas Mishkan. And that's the day, the Shemini Lemeluyim, that was Rishon Lakamas HaMishkan, that took 10 crowns. So according to the second answer, the greatness of Echos is greater than the multitude of Kamas, of quantity. And it's actually the greatness of Shemini Lemeluyim. That is its greatness, that it has Echos in it. And this, this fits with Teisvah's saying in the first answer, Shekol Zayin Yimea Meluyim, Moshe would build and take apart the Mishkan. Why does Tesla say take it apart? It actually weakens it. He's saying that all seven days he built the Mishkan and took it apart. He should just say the reason why the eighth day is not counted because all the days of the Shiva Simeon Moshe built the Mishkan. So he already built it beforehand. It wasn't built for the first time on Shemini Lamiluyim. Why does Tesla also add Umafarkai, which seems to weaken? the fact that it was built during the seven days because he also took it apart. And the reason is because that emphasizes that during the Shiva Simeon there's actually an advantage. Not only was it also built during the Shiva Simeon but there's actually an advantage to the way it was built in the Shiva Simeon because it was a Mufarkai. He took it apart at least every day. And so therefore it comes out that he built it at minimum once a day, which means that he built it more times during the Shiva Simeon than on the Shemini Lameluyim. Now, according to all the above, we'll understand the connection between the Shivasimiyam Miluyim in Parsha Sav and the Shemini Lamiluyim in our Parsha, the Parsha's Para and Parsha's Achidish. So, up to this point, all we spoke about were the Shivasimiyam Miluyim and the Shemini Lamiluyim. We didn't yet discuss Parsha's Para and Parsha's Achidish. So, now we're going to lead into an explanation of Parsha's Para and Parsha's Achidish. And once we have an understanding of Parsha's Para and Parsha's Achidish, that will lead us into our final answer to understand how are they connected to the Shivasimiyam Miluyim and the Shemini Lamiluyim. So, regarding Parsha's Para and Parsha's Achidish, it says in the Yerushalmi that Bedinhu, that really it should have been that Shetaktam Achidosh Lepara. That Parshas Achidosh should have been read before Parshas Para. And the reason is because in the first of Nisan the Mishkan was built, and so on the second of Nisan that the Para was burnt. And why is Parshas Para before Parshas Achidosh? Because it's the purity of all the Yidin. And the simple understanding of this is that since it's the purity of all the Yidin, and Parshas HaChedesh also talks about the carbon Pesach, so therefore you have to have Parshas Paru, which brings the purity before Parshas HaChedesh, which is the bringing of the carbon Pesach, because a person has to be pure in order to bring the carbon Pesach. However, it's not understood over here, because since Parshas HaChedesh only comes after Parshas Paru, like we read, we first read Parshas Paru, and then Parshas HaChedesh, so how was the Mishkan put up on the first of Nisan, which is connected to Parshas HaChedesh, before the Sarefa Sapara. It should have first had the Sarefa Sapara, because we're saying that first you have to have the Sarefa Sapara, and then the Hukama Mishkan. 
because you have to have Taras and Shukot Yisrael before Parshas HaChidosh. So how back then was it in a reversed order that first they had Hukam HaMishkan, which is Parshas HaChidosh, and then Nisraf HaPara, which is Parshas Para. And even though you're going to say the blood of the Para had, has to be sprinkled in front of the oil mayid, so you have to wait till the Mishkan is built, but we know that they already built the Mishkan during the Shiva Simeon And even though another answer you could give, that the reason the Chaydish needs the Para is not connected to the building of the Mishkan. What's our question? How could you build a Mishkan without the Para? But there's no connection really, it would seem, between the building of the Mishkan and the Para, but rather to the carbon Pesach in it. The answer is saying that it's a Tyra of the Yidin, the Parah is the Tyre of the Yidin, and therefore it has to come before Parashat Zechadish that talks about not the building of the Mishkan, that also talks about the Karban Pesach. However, since in the question, when we look in the Yerushalmi, it talks about Hukam Mishkan. The question doesn't say anything about the Karban Pesach. It says that on the first Anisan, they built the Mishkan, and on the second, they burnt the Parah. It doesn't mention anything about the Karban Pesach. So that shows that the Akamas Mishkan on the first of Nisan is also connected to Parashat Zechadish. And so it has to be that the answer answers that. The Yerushalmi doesn't make any mention of the Karban Pesach. It just talks about the building of the Mishkan on the first of Nisan and the Sreif Sapar on the second. And it's asking if they built it on the first, of, they built the Mishkan on the first of Nisan and they burnt the Parah on the second of Nisan, so first should be Parashas Zechadish and then should be Parashas Parah. And the Yerushalmi answers to that question. You know why Parah is first? Because it's Tarash and Shalkar Yisrael, which means that since it's the Tyre of Kol Yisrael, therefore the Sreifas Parah has to be before the building of the Mishkan. Whatever the explanation, and that is, as we'll see. But that's what the Yerushalmi is saying, that the Parashas Parah has to be before the building of the Mishkan. So how was it that originally, when they did it, they first built the Mishkan, and then they had the Sreifa Sapara? So this will be understood by first explaining the difference between Pesach, which is the main part of Parshas HaChedesh, and Parah, which is what Parshas Parah is about, in Avedis Adam. So Pesach, like the first time that Yidin are like a ger, and a ger shenizgaya kukat and shenilodami, Pesach is the time of the birth of Kalal Yisrael, so that is the Avedis HaTzadikim. And para, so we know that the para, the Torah calls it a chatos, which is a carbon that's brought from Averis. And the para itself is machaper, it atones on the ego. So that is Avedis HaTshuva. So we have over here the Avedis HaTzadikim, which is Parshas HaChedes, and we have the Avedis HaTshuva, which is Parshas Para. And this is also the meaning of what the Medrash says, Bazeh, by this one, meaning by the Carbon Pesach, Namar it says, Zeis Chukas Pesach. Over Zem, by this one, meaning the Paraduma, Namar it says, Zeis Chukas Atera. It says, Zeis Chukas Atera. And the word Chukas is used by both. And you don't know which one is greater than the other one. What's the meaning of this Medrash? That this one says Chukas Pesach, this one says Chukas Atera. We don't know which one is greater. Because there's a greatness in Avedis Satzadikim that's not found in Avedis Satzadikim. And there's a greatness in Avedis Satzadikim that's not found in Avedis Satzadikim. The greatness in Avedis Satzadikim is in the Amshachas HaErshalomailo, the earth that's being drawn down. Because the Tzadik is on a much more elevated spiritual level, so therefore the earth that he's bringing down is much greater. Whereas the Avedis Satzadikim, the advantage over there is in the Avedis Satzadikim, the work that has to be done within the in the person below because the person has to make a change and the Rebbe mentions the conclusion of the Medrash that avoids the tshuva is greater is because also tzaddikim have to do tshuva in a form of tshuva that's that's for them and so since also the tzaddikim need to come to tshuva therefore the avoids the tshuva is greater and the paraduma is greater than the carbon pesach and now it's understood why the Kamasa mishkan on the first of nisan was before the sreifa sapara 
which was on the second day of Nisan. Because number one, it's understood that Avedis HaTzadikim comes before Avedis HaTshuvah, even technically. First, a person has to go on the path of a tzaddik, and it's only if Chas Hashem, a person doesn't have error, that he then goes on the path of, of a Baal Shuvah. And number two, the greatness in Avedis HaMitzad HaMato, which is the Avedis HaTshuvah, that because of it, Parshas Para comes before Parshas HaChadosh, is that it generates a greater Amshachos HaErshalomayla. What's great about the Avedis HaTshuvah? That there's Avedis HaMitzad HaMato. What makes that great? That it generates a greater Amshachos HaErshalomayla. There's a certain greater Ur that it brings down. And so that's why the Akamas HaMishkan was before the Sreifa Sapara, because the whole idea of Amshachos HaErshalomayla is connected to Parshas HaChadosh. And so the very first time the Akamas HaMishkan has to be first. Because the Akamas HaMishkan or Parshas HaChadosh is connected to Avedis HaTzadikim. And Avedis HaTzadikim technically and structurally has to come before Avedis HaTshuvah. And also because the whole advantage of Avedis HaTshuvah, that it's Avedis HaMitzah is that as a result there is a greater Amshacha Sa'er because of it. And so therefore the idea of Avedis HaTzadikim, which is Amshacha Sa'er Shalomayla, has to come first. Because only once you have that, is there then place for the greatness that exists in Avedis HaTshuvah, that because it's Avedis HaMitzah it has its own special Amshacha Sa'er, that the Avedis HaTzadikim doesn't have. And this is why the Yerushalmi says that Really, we should read Parshas HaChadish before Parshas Para. What it's saying is that also now, it fits to say Parshas HaChadish before Parshas Para. Because the whole greatness of Parshas Para, which is the Avedish and Mitzad Amato, comes through Parshas HaChadish, which is Namshachas HaErshalomayla. Without first having Namshachas HaErshalomayla, then there's no purpose, there's no benefit, there's no value it's only once there is Amshachos HaErshalomayla that then we can say that there's an advantage and a greatness to the Avedah Shemitzah because of the Amshachos HaErshalomayla that it draws down. However, this is only Bedin. Bedin, even today we should have Achadish before Apara. But it's only Bedin. The reason it's only Bedin is because once there already is the Hamshachas HaErshalomayla through Parshas HaChadish and the Akamas HaMishkan on the first of Nisan in the Midbar, so once they already had the Hamshachas Urshalamayla, it entered the world in a permanent way in the building of the Mishkan on the Shemini Lamaluyim, so already exists in the world. We already have in the world this Hamshachas Urshalamayla. And so now we could have Parshas Para come before the reading of Parshas Achaydesh. And so over here now, we basically, after explaining on the whole side structure about the Shemini Lamaluyim and the Shivasimiyam Lamaluyim, now we explained over here all about Parshas Achaydesh. And Parshas Para, how they are the Avedis Satsadikim and the Avedis Achuva. And this all leads us to answer our original question, or the original thing that we set out in the Sicha to explain. According to this, it comes out that the difference between Parshas Para and Parshas Achedesh is similar to the difference between the Shivasimiyam Meluyim and the Shmini Meluyim. And the similarity is in two things. Number one, we explained earlier that the greatness in the Akamas HaMishkan, in the Shivasimiyam Meluyim, is in the Kamas, in the quantity. And the greatness in the Akamas HaMishkan, in the Shmini Meluyim, is in the Echos, in the quality. Which is similar to the difference between Parshas Para, which is Avedish Mitzad Amata, 
which is similar to the greatness of Kamas, because when you have a Vedas Shemitzad Amata, you're dealing with the Kamas of this world that you're engaging with, because the person is down here, and a Vedas dealing with the world in a very real way, and the world is a place of Kamas. So that corresponds to the Shivasim Yamaluyim and Pasha Sachedesh, which is the Amshachas or which is similar to the greatness of Eichas. When we're talking about Ur and just Ruchnius and Alukus, there we have the element of Eichas. And number two, according to Rashi, that the Akamas Amishkan in the Shivasim Yamaluyim is learned from the command of the Chinuch of Aaron and his sons, unlike the Akamas Amishkan in the Shmini Lamiluyim, when there was Vishachantim Asaycham. It was a command from Hashem, and as a result, there was v'shachat v'seicham. And this is even though the Shiva Simei has an advantage that it was being that it was put up many more times. Even Rashi has that advantage in the Shiva Simei and it also has a special chavivus since it wasn't said clearly, and anything that wasn't said clearly and is learnt out has a special chavivus, like the Gemara mentions a number of times. But still, it's understood that you can't compare. The Shivasim Yamaluyim to the Shmini Lamaluyim. Because in the Shmini Lamaluyim, you have a command from Hashem, and as a result, you have a Shachanti Basaychim. You have the Amshachas Ha'ershalamayla, which is similar to Parshas Parah and Parshas Achaydish. That the, that the greatness of Parshas Parah only comes after we have the greatness of Parshas Achaydish. So you have the same idea that you can't compare Parshas Parah to Parshas Achaydish, because in Parshas Achaydish, you have the Amshachas Ha'ershalamayla, which that's the basis of of the greatness of anything else. And that's also expressed in Shemini Lameluyim, where you had the Amshachas HaErshelomailo, of Vishachanti B'Seicham, because that's when the command to build the Mishkan was given, and that's why it was that building of the Mishkan that made and brought about the Vishachanti B'Seicham.